This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tecova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovas.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. freeze dude they have one they have those no you just have to put it in the freezer but oh dude i had one the other night and it was i shouldn't have had it either but i put it in the freezer and i forgot that i put it in there it was perfect slush, the perfect slush it was, was too much it was just over like perfect drinking okay. slush yeah so it was like spoon time like spoon mm, slush okay but when it come out of the can that's what's important is it like you have to like no i you know I cut, oh, you the, cut can, the can and but then took I it cut out. the can open. Okay. But I think I had I can't remember if I partially drank it or what. But uh dude, I I dumped it out into a bowl and it was it was so <laughs> good, dude. I never thought of doing that. And hey, <laughs> I was legitimately mad. I like ate most of it and then Darian's like, I want some. She had like one bite and she threw it away. You're kidding. She's like, you don't need that this later night. It's going to make your heart palpitate. <laughs> I was so mad, dude. You're like, it's palpitating now that How you threw it away. How much was left? I don't know. I, I had already eaten half of it at least, so. Dude, why do women think they have the right to do that kind Literally. of stuff? Like, who do you think you are? My body, my choice, right? Drowse, <laughs> <laughs> that's what you need to say. You need to tell him, man. My body, hey, my body, my choice. <laughs> no, that was a joke. I don't, yeah. But, yeah, I was upset. <laughs> hey, he about got crucified. I, I come over with the come out and do's, and Tamara was on, caught me red-handed. She get mad at you? No, not really. She she was just giving me a hard time. Travis, hey, it's in within my window right now. You know, my my uh, 
What? Your uh, <laughs> intermediate fasting window. window. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, I've been faithful to that lately. No, not. <sighs> but I'm going to get back on it. Yeah, I have to. Not well, if anyone's fallen off the boat, it's me, not too. Not an option. Dude, so, it's so easy to get off of st- off of regiment, and much much harder to get back on. Yeah, yeah. Once you get on the ride, it's easy to stay on the ride for a while. <coughs> but the moment you hop off, <clears throat> it's hard to jump on a moving train, man. Well, I think sometimes you almost have to be like selfish, in a way. Not, it's not really selfish, but like. What happens is is you start letting other things take that time mm-hmm. that you would have used for whatever your goal is or whatever. And it's right because it's you don't want to just spend all your time on yourself. But if you once you do that, that's what can derail you and then it's hard to get back and get people used to you saying like, No, I needed to go do this or no, I need to you know, or I can't do that or whatever. Yeah. Hmm. Well, what we wanted to talk today about in this podcast, tried to, is our waiters, and then we're going to dig into some gun stuff here in a little bit, some stuff that's going on with all of all three of us. We haven't done a podcast, I don't remember the last time, I'll have to look, but um, <clears throat> I feel like it's time to harass these guys and try to get one in with us three, so we can fight or something, I don't know, cost some, <laughs> cost some action, but no. But uh, I want to, I wanted to talk about our waiters, um. All three of us have Sitka waiters. Um, not that it matters in color, but me and Travis have the Marsh Sitka waiters. We both wear 10XL. Yours, yours is 10XL, right? 11s. Oh, it is? Yeah. Okay. Mine's 10. And yours, me and you are 10, but you got the timber pattern. Yeah. And this was your second season, right? With them? Yes. Yep. Okay. Last year was my second year. Well... I don't want to beat a dead horse. I don't want to go over like how we like them or what we think about them. We know I think we've done that enough. But I'll start with myself and then we can go through to Travis. But on my waiters, uh, it was like three weeks at the end of season. Um, and again, I'm I'm not doing this to make any excuses or anything like that. Because a waiter I don't feel like there's a waiter out there that cannot tear. That's just impossible. I feel like if you're putting it through the ringer, something's gonna happen. Um, you, I want to pick the one that's going to last me the longest. Or, for instance, I, what I liked about Sitka's is I can send it in, and most of the time it's under warranty. Or if I slash a big gash in it, then I got to pay for that myself. But I can have the same pair of waiters for years and years to come. Well, I stepped over. I never paid attention, but in the crotch is a seam, and only in a small little area. Most of it's it's like a sewed, like a. Um, I don't know, I guess with the sewer, I don't know how they, I don't know if they hand stitch or what they do, stitched, you know, in the crotch. And I stepped over a log that was higher than my crotch to get over this log. So I had to like hike my knee up like this and I straddled it. I heard it like, like it popped. It like separated that stitch. Mm -hmm. And I was like, no, no, I didn't know that. So I stepped over that log. That was when we were up north hunting. Well, when I was with Kevin and uh, Polly and... Uh, I stood back down the water, but I had gradient pants underneath it, and I go. I told them about an hour after that I had stepped over that real high log and thought I've heard something pop. <clears throat> I was like, 
I think I got a leak in my waders. And I wasn't, it wasn't cold. I didn't really feel water rushing in. I just felt like a, a cooler sensation. And we were standing and it was like five degrees outside. So, I mean, obviously. So, I'm thinking that's eh, probably just the cold water. Never got cold, nothing. But I just felt like this wet sensation. Anyways, when we got back to the, the, the ramp, I seen, uh, <laughs> I seen a hole there and I was like, you gotta be kidding me. And it was this, just the stitch, <clears throat> stitching separated or tore. Mm-hmm. wasn't like the material itself tore and then i was like oh no and then after that it was just i borrowed their um uh, what's that stuff called that you put uh, aquasil aquasil that came with it always keep that on you and uh, that night i had just really like um caked on both sides inside and outside but two years and then that happened so um i don't know tell what you here's it's funny because yours wasn't much longer after that Actually, I, there was four weeks, about three and a half weeks a season. Then me and you went to Washington. And then what happened? You had the same issue. It was kind of weird. It was like two weeks apart that we had. Yeah, I know. I was just uh, squatting on my, like my, uh, the end of my feet. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. Like not on my knees, just kind of squatted in my, or maybe I was on my knees actually. And uh, it just, it tore right at the crotch area too. But I think, um, I told you this. I don't know if I said it on the podcast or not, but the the 10XL, I don't really feel like it's the perfect size for me. I think what I really actually wanted was a, a 10 large tall, mm-hmm. and the the body would have been a little bit slimmer, and I think the inseam is a little bit taller, but I wasn't able to find that, so I got a 10XL, and the the width kind of made up for the height a little bit, but I think um, if I would have had a taller crotch, I don't think all the pressure would have been in the crotch area, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. Because, mm-hmm. like, you know how when you kneel down in some waders, um, if they're big enough, there's no tension anywhere. Right. But, like, if I, when I would kneel down... It was all in the crotch. The, the front, yeah, like, the front, kind of, like, at the top of the leg, around the crotch and into the other side, like, you could feel it tight, kind mm-hmm. of. And in the water, I don't think it matters very much, but... Um, out of the water, there's probably more stress. So over two years, it probably just let go, mm-hmm. you know, which once that happened, um, it was at the end of the season, thankfully. But uh, I sent them in, and so that's going to be uh, repaired for free under the warranty. Is that what they said? Uh-huh. Oh, they did? So yeah. they got back to you? Yes. Okay, I'm glad you brought that up in this podcast because we hadn't talked about that. So, so uh, what what'd you get? Like, There's a cup. I. You know, I'm no Sitka employee, so I couldn't tell you every single thing that's covered under under it. But uh, I do know that uh, seam, they call it seam failure, mm. is covered under um, the warranty. But did they contact you by phone or email? or? So I sent it in, and it's off-season. Um, and I got an email saying where it hit. Well, they emailed me where I needed to ship it to. Uh-huh. I sent it there, and then I got an email saying they've received it. But um, I think it's been it's been a little while. I think it's been close to two months. And like I said, I think their turnaround's a lot faster during season. But well, Kevin, and I'm glad you brought that up for people listening. Kevin said he got his back in like 11 days during season. Yeah. So what is the thing with season versus not in season? I don't know if it's the influx of people sending their stuff in for like the um what do they call that 
after like after a season they have, they have a deal on their website that it's like a, a so there's check. a greater influx after the season's over because people are waiting. Well, I don't know. I'm guessing using it or well, yeah, right. I don't know if that's no. What what they do in the off season, you can send them in and they do what's called like a check, like they run it through the ringer, through the pressure checks and the water checks and the leak checks, and I'm thinking I don't know this, but I'm thinking uh, people are. Send and a lot of people are sending theirs in to get that when season's over now. Let's just make every, sure everything's good. Mm-hmm. I don't know, yeah. I don't know, either. but because in season, when you would think they well, I don't know, everyone should have their waiters, though. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, nobody probably wants to send their He's waiters sending, in yeah. during season, right? And I'm sure, I don't know, who knows, because they're I'm, probably not in a rush because like they don't need them anyway. So I don't know. In the off season, it seems like you wouldn't need them, right? Right, as much in season, personally, I'd be like, I'm just gonna endure, right? That's you know? what I did. I'm, I'm going to do whatever I can to to, right. to limp along till the last day. I'm sure Sitka has their third-party vendors set up differently, too, though. You know what I mean? Like, who knows? <clears throat> I do know that um, my waiters got shipped to somewhere here in California. Arcadia. Arcada? Was, was it Arcada? That's where mine just... Well, I just sent mine off, finally. I can't remember. I can't remember the name of the store, but the... But yeah, it was in California... So, anyways, back to the, my story. Um, it wasn't like I needed them or anything, but I was just curious one day. So I called uh, Sitka customer service, and uh, he told me, "Yeah, they'd received them." And he told me um, the turnaround time estimate was somewhere between like seven to eight weeks, or something, at, at the time that I sent them in. So, um, and then that's when I asked him more questions about. <clears throat> what would be what would be done to the waiters, what was covered, what would I possibly owe and all that. And he, and he that's when he told me the seam failure and a couple other things. But, but they okay, basically but was this email? No, this was on the phone. Oh really? Yeah. He called you? No, I, I called him. Oh, I called okay. Sitka. So that's why you knew that. Their one eight hundred number, yeah. Oh. Okay. Well that's good to know because I mean for people listening and myself, like so you you knew they received them. Mm-hmm. And you still waited quite a while before you actually called and said, "Hey, what's the status?" Yeah, yeah, I just wanted a status. And he there. and so whoever that is in Arcata, California, or whoever where that was, they're letting the rain that can know. Yeah, this is what we're gonna do. Uh, well, he just or was swell. able to see that they received them, and then he was able to tell me what they do huh. on a warranty uh, when you send them back on a warranty. Hmm. So he said the seam would be repaired. And then they do what you were talking about. They do the, they fill them up with water, do the pressure test, mm. make sure there's no So they leaks. do, they fill them up with water. Mm-hmm. I wonder how they dry them. I wonder what kind of machine they use to dry those waders out then, if they're filling the inside of the waders up. I don't know. That's kind of a reverse effect, right? Because, yeah. Because water's pushing in on it, versus mm-hmm. if you put water inside of it, of course it's going to... wants to go out. It's going to stretch those seams more than they would be, even mm-hmm. never be stretched oh, that's true. any other way. You know what I'm saying? That's true. That's so much weight and... In water, uh-huh. so I'm I'd be interested to see how they actually the process, how they their water check. Yeah, I know, I do too. That's a lot of weight. To yeah, be it pushing is. on seams, dude. Outward. I mean, uh, water is like seven pounds a gallon. Imagine how many gallons you can stick in those things, uh-huh. both legs and then up the chest. Yeah, that's gotta be that's major weight. Yeah, that's a lot of weight. That like you said, it's not our body inside of it. That's no pressure. Your, your on body's it. not pushing out, but mm-hmm. that's trying to push okay. out and bust everything out. Yeah, that's a good point. Mm. Well, I know I only sent mine out Thursday, so I haven't even heard back yet. But it, 
like you said, it was, I think it was Arcade, Arc, Arcadia or Arcada. I can't remember. Yeah. Yeah. So, anyways, the customer service has been good so far. So we'll see mm. see how they come back. Yeah. So. Well. Yeah, I know, because it kind of makes you wonder what else they'll... Me- oh, man, that reminds me, doggone it. I was going to put in in the notes that I feel like the right shin or somewhere in the right was doing something. But if they're going to put it through that pressure test, then mm-hmm. I guess they would figure it out. Yeah. I, I didn't know if it really was or if it was my mind. You know, sometimes mm-hmm. it starts playing. But what happens, once you do get a leak, everything else starts playing yeah, with your mind. Right. Yeah, which I'm pretty, I'm pretty sure that's the main thing they do, right, is just check all the seams again. Mm-hmm. Yeah, why wouldn't Bef- they? Because then you're going to send them right back. back. Yeah. And they're creating a bad name for themselves. I'm not happy that happened, but at the same time, I'm glad I get to see how they're handling it because I'm like curious. I've always heard hearsay. Well, that to me, that's not the point because think about it. If I would have bought any any other brand of waiters, I'd have to spend at least another three hundred bucks. Mm-hmm. So and then throw and, the other and, ones in the garbage. And any other brand is three hundred bucks. Mm. So unless they would that, just replace them, you know. Unless they replaced them, yeah, which some. Might. Well, I used to. Cabell's used to. You know. But but how old? Rogers did mine. Two two years or how three long years? was Cabela's? How long was like the warranty? You know what? I don't know Cabela's. I think Cabela's used to Cabela's used to have a warranty where no yeah. questions asked. I mean anything. But how long though? It didn't matter how I think old it was. It was probably pretty much indefinitely is what, really? I, what I kind of heard. Yeah, yeah. And then when you know they were they were um taken over, then that that that's no longer, you know. With, by Bass Pro? Yeah. By yeah. Bass Pro. That's, really? that's what I know. That's what I've heard. I don't Man, know. Man, every time I go in there, I could hardly, if I needed a pair of waiters, I could hardly find what I would need anyway. But that's just, that's, very that's just here locally. I mean, yeah. that's, I know other places, maybe, I'm sure they got a way more inventory. Maybe, you know, Midwest well, like you or said, back east. Like you said, it, that wasn't the point that it's irrelevant to you about the waiters. Mm-hmm. But I did want to see, like, I'm okay. I want to know if, the, if it's going to stand by it, what they say they're going to do. And to be honest with you, they really do more than they say on the website because on the site, they gives you a list of prices. Now, seam failure is part of the. Is that what you clicked on when you were filling out the warranty thing? Mm-hmm. Okay, that's what I did too. Good. That makes so make sure I did the right one too. But they have you. They had you take. You can add like up to six pictures, but three is like the minimum. And one was the tag of your waiters, like the back part where it says the size and all that. Another one was the um. Uh, the waiter, the whole set of waiters itself and then a picture of the location of the uh, defect or or tear or whatever it is so i actually added an extra picture because i did the outside of the crotch and then i rolled it inside out took a inside picture of the crotch and and i said in the notes hey i caked it with aquasil just so you wonder what that is on there because i had to get through the season i only had a few weeks left and i didn't want to i didn't want to send them in because i have nothing else yeah so but to hear how they're handling this, and I was going to say something else. Kevin, a friend of mine, he's been on the podcast too. He has sent his in a few times, but he's had his from like the very beginning as far as I know when they first came out. How long have they been out? I they were know. out for a while before. I we, thought you came out. Did you buy them the first for, year they know. came out? I don't think so. Yeah, it was at least like the did second I? or third year. I, I thought think. you bought them the They've first year. They've been out year. longer than three years. Yeah. I've only... Haven't they? No, because you you had your. They've only been out you, three or four you years. You had the max. jacket like one or two years before you bought the waiters. But they've only been out three or four years max. Right, well, you're saying the jacket, but the waiters weren't even out as long as the jackets and all that stuff. 
Did they I have the know. waiter? Did I buy it the first year? I'm not sure. I, I thought you did. I uh, probably known me. I probably did. I don't know. Um, but anyways, it, you know, I was just as curious as anybody else when I make these videos. Like, okay, are they going to last? I mean, I'm just giving it a shot because it sure sounds good to me to have something covered under warranty. Well, yeah, I think the warranty is the main attraction. It's not right. It's never they they never they you know advertise the last waiter you'll ever buy, right? And it's not because it's there's not going to be some type of failure with the product like, exactly but that they stand there my take on it was that they would stand behind the product mm -hmm. and fix whatever occurs as far as a, a defect or uh you know something in the workmanship that didn't that didn't but, stand the test of time which right. is pretty but phenomenal if something did if you did something too they can fix it they are going to charge a little bit but you're not going to pay by buying a whole new pair of waiters. A whole set of waiters yeah so i don't know it's I never once thought maybe if we ever put that... that With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at marines.com. Portrayed, I don't think we ever, none of us portrayed off that they can never, something could ever happen to them. I don't uh -huh. feel like we did, but um, now it's happened. And I, I knew it was a matter of time. It's going to happen. There's no way. What up, my, But I never thought it would happen in that way, though. To be honest with you, I thought I would tear a hole in it. I thought I would have a, a stick go and gouge my boot. Or you know? break, breaking ice or something. Oh, yeah, maybe, like, something where you think it's just going to... Yeah. Your it's your fault, mm -hmm. so or you I don't like a log or something like that. You know? Yeah, no, and and not to cover again for anything for Sitka because I was stepping over a log. It, it that's part of hunting. I'm not babying these things, so it tore. It did what it did. Yeah, your situation to me is a lot different, like you said, because really, you are six two or three two. You're six two. I'm five ten. We had the same exact waiters, mm -hmm. so we know good and well that those aren't long enough for your legs. Mm -hmm. Although. Part of that, we say we, we always say we have the same length of legs, but it's your torso that's way longer. But regardless, it puts that pressure in the crotch. Cause, and I'll say this. I had, I had the uh, largest before that. Mm -hmm. Nobody knows, but I sold my waiters the first year. I had nine, X, uh, I had nine larges because they didn't have the size that I wanted, and I wanted them so bad. I think it was the second year they were out, dude, that I bought 2018. them. 2018. They came out in 2018? That's what it says. 18, 19. 20, Four years. 20. No, that's five years. Five seasons. No, four four seasons. I only had three. I had my nine my nine largest the first year, and I have had the ten XLs for two. So I guess I was a year. I did it a year after. A year after they came out. I guess. Well, unless it was the beginning of the season, I don't know. This was posted in August fourteenth of twenty. Oh, my waiter. No, this was posted August, okay. so it would have been probably the twenty eighteen season. Okay. But that's, dude, I was afraid those crotch were going to blow out in those nine largest. That was not my size. Mm -hmm. I knew it wasn't my size, but I wanted them so bad. Mm -hmm. But, um, yeah, I looked <laughs> well <laughs> Those were skin tight. <laughs> <laughs> that was embarrassing couldn't looking get, back at that. Couldn't get into those things with a pair of gradients Couldn't on. put a penny inside that thing. Left <laughs> 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 nothing to the imagination. <laughs> that's, that's why they got some big ducks that year. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's why you guys like yeah. time with me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm bad with Bernard. Yeah, that's hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> so, did you not really ask like when you'll get them back? I mean, it's just kind of whatever. No, I mean, because it's 
Will they give if, you any if updates? It's a third party that's handling it. Can the you repair? contact them? Uh, huh? The repairs third party? Yes. Oh, wow. Yeah. I wonder if it's, uh, each state has its own. I'm sure they would have had to set up some different locations than just California. Yeah, I would think. Because, I mean, Sitka is based out of Montana. Okay. Right? Bozo so, I mean, man, if you got someone on the East Coast, I, I, I don't know. But anyways, um, I don't know. I guess you could if you really, I mean, if you're desperate. I'm sure if you were needing them in season, you would be calling all the time. But Yeah. I would think um, they could get a hold of them or something like that. But, I, I mean, obviously, I don't need them right now, so I didn't really care to try to contact them anyways. <clears throat> hmm. So... What about you? I mean, you've had them one season or two? Two seasons. Has it been two seasons? Yeah. Man. So, I can't so far, that. I haven't had any issues at all. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. Nothing. I see. I'm not really. And I have the old boots, too. You guys have the newer boots. Oh, okay. I think. Oh, this is what I was going to tell you. I never finished what I was going to say about Kevin. Kevin sent his in for something. I don't remember what it was. He got them back. They had the new boots on them. That's Never nice. charged them. Hmm. So I think if you wanted the new boots, don't quote me, but I bet you they would put the new ones on because if they're going to put that on without Kevin asking, that means they don't want those boots on their waiters anymore if they come in su- into the store. Yeah. But, I mean, if they're I fine with you. I do anything until it happens. Though. Yeah. No, uh, there's yeah. no point, right? Yeah. yeah. Go Nothing's through the broke. Yeah. yeah. Right. They're not, they're not bothering you, right? I love them. Yeah. So. Yeah. I wouldn't worry about I wonder what either. the different, I wonder if that's a different model. Compared to ours, where they just changed the top, like the top part of the boot, because I remember the first year I got those, they had that boot on it, and it was. Remember, I said it was like I was worried because it my shin. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I was like, oh no, I spent all this. Okay, dude, you're right. I think I did have them in 2018 because I think that's when I went to Nebraska with Matt from High Prairie Sportsman with Harrison, and I was wearing those, and I couldn't even hardly walk coming out of there because the front part of the boot was digging into my shin. Because it, it wasn't, it's not as giving as ours, mm-hmm. our boots. You know how it's mm-hmm. soft? Don't you notice that? How it's kind of firm right there in the front of the boot where your toe, your feet are? You know, it kind of goes up like yeah, this. Yeah, because it's, kind it's of basically firm. it's firm there. Then there's that transition where yeah. you start to the top of your foot, right? Mm-hmm. It's soft, that softer material. But I don't notice anything. I haven't had any issues at all or discomfort walking or anything. I just noticed something. So. What? <laughs> <laughs> What? Travis. What? You know, you know yeah. someone I'm noticing? I noticed it like 15 minutes ago. <laughs> what in the world? What? I didn't do anything. <laughs> oh, my goodness, dude. <laughs> <laughs> what you don't know is that it's been recording and going live this whole time. Sorry for totally jumping off track there. <laughs> Let's just, well, I, I want to throw Travis under the bus, but. Hey, it's funny. a distraction. It just, it just clicked on me. <laughs> it's a distraction, okay? <laughs> <laughs> well, on um, I guess we beat that horse, huh? Is there anything else we want to add about those? I just I wanted to bring that up uh, because we're not trying to act like those don't have anything. I don't think no one thinks that. But I did want to say I want to bring it up. I want to give people updates on these waiters and what's going on. And that's the process um, that we're going through. Thomas is ahead of me. He sent his off earlier. And um, obviously, it's not that you know they have vendors that are taking care of things for them. So I could care less. They stand by their product. It don't matter to me who does the work. 
I mean, that's probably some type of seamstress or something, you know what I mean, that specializes in that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. It's still boggle. Well, though, was yours tore pretty good? Oh, yeah, it's completely apart. Because you can see, do you see how it's layered in there? Mm-hmm. That's what I was like, that's how it does that. Because I'm thinking of seam. I'm thinking of two pieces of material sewed like this. How in the world is mm-hmm. water not going to go through there? It's not. It's, o- it's like it's overlapped. Overlapped. Like three different. Yeah. yeah it's, however yeah. they do it, I'm like, man, that's. How's this? I still was thinking though. How's but it's that not. Hold? It's not very much. I mean, it's not. It's only like a quarter. So inch. how's that holding water out? It's. I think it's the tape on the inside. It's oh, that's basically right. Basically laid one over top yeah. of the other, sewed, and then they that. put a, a tape seam or on the, the inside. On the inside. Hmm. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that's what waterproofs it. Hmm. I will say though, if you're in the field, that Aquacil really did. It stopped the water from coming in because I went over my crotch. In deep deeper water, and I never got wet the rest of the season. So, because I was wondering how that how good that was going to work too. I know you've used a lot in just past winters you've had. Right, you've always talked about Aquasil. Like if you had issues, throw that on there. Yeah, right. Or but, was it? Or no, was it's it always something else? neoprene. It's uh, always been neoprene. But it wasn't Aquasil though, was it? What's that black? It's stuff something you- else. Well, Aquasil is basically like a clear mm. gel looking type of stuff that you mm. sit on. There. I forget how long they recommend to leave it on. Mm. Uh, it, it's overnight, because I, yeah. I was worried. But I, I don't w- think that it's stuff that I, I haven't even used the sick of stuff, so I don't know what it is. But I bet you it's some kind, something. You think it's something similar, right? But the yeah. material is totally different on a breathable wader versus yeah, yeah, a neoprene, right? Is yeah, I wanted to say that because I'm not sure. I I thought they someone said something about polyester. Is it polyester or Gore-Tex? It's no. Gore-Tex. It's Gore-Tex, yeah. right? Yeah. Uh-huh. Okay. It's not polyester. I don't know why I would even say that. Um, yeah, or, or not. That's not the gore. word I'm looking for. Polyurethane uh, or something? It won't be polyurethane. Right. Yeah, Gore-Tex. Oh. Huh. I don't know. It's tough because like, I remember the first time that I realized it was when my jacket, and I, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe the jack, the weight, Delta weighting jacket is not the same material as the waiter. I'm not sure. But I remember when that steel um, fence post, when I, I caught it, 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 was done. it went, <laughs> I was like, Oh no! <laughs> there went my waiters. Yeah, no, my waiting jacket. That was the first. Oh, that was I the first you. piece I ever bought, and I did that, and I was like, "Oh no!" Because and the reason I bought that, I did, my whatever. I don't know if it was a Drake or what I had before that, but it was just leaking. Like it just, it was not waterproof anymore. Yeah. And so I was like, I gotta, I gotta buy a good jacket, and that's when it all started, kind of. But, anyways, what I was gonna say, I don't know how you guys feel. To be honest with you. I was telling somebody this the other day. I don't really care. Okay, the marsh pattern in the grasslands, in green, the grass and all that stuff, it blends very well. I'm not a big digital camo guy. I don't like digital camo. So really, I don't like the pattern technically of uh, Sitka's marsh. Yeah. If I was to pick style, you know, and how I this, I'd rather have it all of drab, green, solid. Well, I don't think it, like in certain probably environments, it probably wouldn't be. I don't know how matter. ducks see or whatever, but right. you know, if you're hunting something that's really green, you're going to stand out like, yeah, you know, a beacon because mm-hmm. it's not. It's a, like gold. It's not like know? a multi-dimensional no type of pattern at all. Mm-hmm. Probably what he has is probably yes. be more multi-dimensional right. timber versus the marsh, right? You know? For sure. That's why I'm just like people are saying, "Oh, you just learned that sick of color." I'm like, actually, I'm not a big fan it's of the gold. marsh. It's gold. Yeah. I'm not gonna wear that to a party. I'm not gonna wear that out in town. Yeah, I'm, I'm not like gonna be caught wheat in that. field stuff. You yeah, know? <laughs> or 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 tulies, right? Yeah, but other than that, well, late tulies because early season tulies are green. Right. Yeah, you know. So in all reality, if everything turns brown. Yeah, then... 
I Timber's way more all an all around color. If yeah. not, I'd rather almost just wear that their green ones, the solid ones they just came out with. But I anyways, seen those. so whatever we beat that. Now I want to jump into um, uh, guns. So me and Thomas made a little purchase. A little naughty, naughty. A little naughty, naughty. <clears throat> what? What? Uh, tell us about what you did there, brother. Uh, well, we we just bought a couple guns for next season, which. I've been. I bought a tw- uh, twenty gauge. I've been needing one for a while. I just haven't really f- like that. Why word. do you need one? Need. Yeah, it's why, a need. Why do you need one? It is, it is a need. It's a. It's a backup. You know what I mean. You never know. Yeah, that's true. <coughs> Could you go know. down the river and lose your gun well, in the river. When I say need, you know, my son and daughter is getting older. I do have a wife. You know, they need something else to shoot, right? And you got to break it in for him. <laughs> I understand. Hey, I understand this, this is the, the Babe, Why are you making me shoot the twelve gauge? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no. My shoulder hurts. You're fine. You're taking my gun again. <laughs> <laughs> Every time you go, you take my gun. <laughs> yeah. No. Uh, no. I just me and Tyus both just bought uh, a couple guns: the Benelli uh, Ethos Cordoba Best, which is been Best stands for Benelli Service Treatment. And I got it in the twenty gauge. He got it in the twenty eight gauge. Um, so we'll be making videos I'm, of this. I'm excited too. for that. I'm I'm really excited for that. Um, I love shooting uh, my A five, but I don't know. I haven't bought a gun in a little while, so uh, kind of had an itch. I've been looking at a couple different ones. Did you scratch, did you scratch it? I got, well, I ha- it hasn't gotten scratched yet because I haven't been able to shoot it. But <laughs> um, I was able to hold it in the gun store the other day. I bought it online and had it shipped to um, a local FFL here. So started the paperwork uh, yesterday. So here in the great state of California, we got to wait a solid 10 days before we pick it up. So we got And I never knew that started. they count the day of. I always thought it started the next day was day one, day two, but it's the day of. So it's essentially however many hours are in 10 days. Yeah. 240. Yeah. 240 hours. Basically. Yeah, I go, if it's on Sunday today, you know, I'm like, okay, Sunday's one. You never count like that, right? You always go So if the you next bought day. it at 12 p.m., you couldn't pick it up till 12.01 technically. Mm. Yeah. Yes. So, anyways, um, we'll see how that goes. I was looking at a couple of different ones, but. Yeah, what did make um, you pick go with that one? You know. What ones? Okay, first, so which ones were you looking, looking at? I was looking at your gun, for the Franke. Uh-huh. Uh, the Elite. Affinity Elite. Affinity Elite, right? Three, yeah. In 20 gauge. The reason I like that gun, the one thing I didn't like about it, I did not like loading it. Did not like loading it. <laughs> Dude, that <laughs> might all. be what you have with this one, though. We'll see. We'll see, but. That's what I was going to ask you is. is The that, Benelli thumb? That's the spring, though, right? Because mm-hmm. it's not the. Uh, What's the piece called? No, on, on the bottom. Uh, it's not that. It's not that, right? Uh-uh. It's the spring. What is that called, Travis? Why? How um, we should know this? You know what I'm talking about? The piece that rises. That little up. lever that. Yeah, yeah. The lever. That's below probably the, the lever. Below the <laughs> lever. No, it's receiver. probably called. I think it's called the lever. I don't know. Somebody listening screaming. I know. I and I always do that when we're recording a podcast. But yeah. if we were just talking, we'd say it like yeah. that, right? So then I know I'd scream too. Things. <laughs> you idiot. Anyways, uh, I and I actually shot that gun on a hunt. And I did not shoot. Oh well my with god! It. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which doesn't One mean time, it doesn't yeah. really mean anything. Yeah. But um, 
I did I did like the gun. And then I held um Harrison's gun, which was an M2. And I never shot that, but I I didn't I don't know. I guess I just didn't get that warm fuzzy feeling. Oh, you shot it? No, I didn't. Oh, you shoot didn't. It. You just held it. Um, but anyways. But, but you never held this the Ethos Cordova. No, I didn't did hold it either. You just kind of. So I was kind of taking a gamble on that part of it. How do you feel about it? It looked. I, it looked I, cute to him. Yeah, I did. Honestly, um, oh, how it felt. I I really liked the way it felt. It actually felt smaller than I thought it was going to feel. Which, but I'm I'm just not used to the whole twenty gauge thing yet. Yeah, you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. Um, but just honestly, sounds kind of weird. But I honestly liked the blacked out, and the fact that it wasn't just looked like a mm-hmm. cheap blackout. Because like mm-hmm. you can buy a five hundred dollar gun that's mm-hmm. blacked out. Elevator assembly. Elevator is that, assembly. That's what it is. That's what it says. What. I've never heard that. I haven't, well, I've heard it, but I don't think that. Elevator assembly. Is that on Benelli? Or what is that no. on? Oh, see, that's the piece right there, right? No, I mean, what website is that on? Number 19. And you come over here to number 19, and it says. Oh, you went to the actual part breakdown. Elevator assembly. Uh-huh. Right okay. Well, anyways, um, but supposedly um, the. You know, the treatment on this is supposed to hold up, like, mm-hmm. really well. We'll see, what, right? Okay, but what's in that? I actually didn't look that up too much. But when you hold the gun, I don't feel nothing on it. It feels like straight no, plastic. I believe it, it's on the metal parts, the barrel, the just, receiver, okay. and all that. I don't but, think. I but don't, what is it, though? Is it a spray, something they spray on it? I think, I believe so, yeah. You, did you look real deep into that? I couldn't give no. you all the specs of it, no. Like, I heard, I watched a guy make a video about it, but... Um, you know, yeah, we could maybe so Travis that researching up. that. Maybe Travis will be the the guy that has a hard time with the internet. Could be the guy that's <laughs> the one that looks all her information. <laughs> but um, so I mean, and the other main cell. Well, that was kind of the number two reason. The number one reason that I considered this gun, as well as some of the other twenty gauges, mm-hmm. is was well, a three else? was a three inch chamber. Oh, for sure. Which, what else though? Benelli, did you look at any other brands? Or was that it? About those three right oh, there? Well, that was it. Well, uh, Browning didn't have a twenty gauge that I wanted, so I looked at Browning first. Oh well, yeah. I mean, that's what I want too, right? But, mm-hmm. but they come out with the sixteen gauge this bes- year. Besides that, yeah, and I'm like, I guys, come I, on. I thought they would maybe come out with the. 20. Oh, dude, I w- I would have put money that we're coming out yeah. with the twenty gauge finally. I'm like pumped. No. I'm like, this is it. This is the year. There's got to be a reason why they won't make it, dude. I just think they they whoever runs that stuff is either an old school guy that wants to go back to I don't know his childhood or. He don't want he they they're too prideful and think that they're copying everybody. It's like yes, okay, there is a fad of this right now. Yeah. That's not why I did it. Uh, I mean, I've been wanting to buy a twenty yeah, gauge for 20, four years. Twenty's been around for a long time though, right? Yeah, it's just because people are writing about it, They've so they're had, trying to make it sound like it's a fad. But it's like, guess, look at do hunters not just buy guns? Period. Mm-hmm. I got a twelve gauge. Why do I need buy another guns one? To buy I'm gonna buy a twenty yeah. now. Mm-hmm. I got a twenty now. Now I'm gonna buy a twenty eight. That's yeah. why I'm doing it. Yeah, I wanted to buy a twenty-eight gauge four years ago when yeah. Harrison held his for the first time. And there's levels has nothing to, to how do. bad guys are too. You know what I mean? Like, oh yeah, guys blow me out of the water. Like oh. I have maybe maybe a dozen or twelve guns or something. You know, like you do. I don't even think I have that many. There's guys that have 
ungodly amounts mm-hmm. in their safe, you know what I mean? That's what this thing says. Benelli surface treatment is what the B-E-S-T stands for. Mm-hmm. Um, on, on external metal surfaces, offers a level of protection from rust and corrosion that competing surface treatments can only aspire to. <laughs> wow. Listen to this, though. Coating to handle Mother Nature. Basically, it says the same thing on that. Yeah. But well, on their metal on the, on This their metal is on their parts, site. Right? It says, okay, that finish, it says... It is a hybrid physical vapor deposition, the PVD, and plasma-enhanced chemical vapor deposition technology that applies a protective coating to parts. PVD and PECVD, which is what I just read, processes utilize electricity, processes utilize electricity, radio frequencies, and plasma in a high vacuum environment to deposit a solid coating that precisely and uniformly covers the treated parts. That's like some NASA stuff right no there. No kidding. Now, what's interesting with this right here that I thought was interesting when I seen those guns was the porting, which I don't think I've ever seen. Porting. On the top. Built yeah. into a barrel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Not a choke. The barrel. The barrel itself. Right. It's built into which the I barrel. Think it's down a ways. It was like six inches down, too, from the, tip, from the end, right? Yeah, it's down a ways. But, you know, haven't you ever seen porting on like an over-under? Yeah. But not on a like a semi-automatic. I don't uh-uh. think I've seen that. Well, I don't. Yeah, I haven't. But then there might. Yeah, be. there probably is. And then the ability to see, which I don't. That's not a huge thing for me. Yeah, and and it's like that the shell view, they, the shell view thing was kind of yeah. like. Hmm. Yeah. Hmm. Oh well, tell tell that. So, so it says uh, shell view system has a small windows in the magazine tube that are visible through a slot in the forend, enabling yeah. you to see how many shells are loaded in the tube. Which I don't know if you can really pay attention. You yeah, know? like because psychologically, when you're hunting, you know how well, many you got left, right? Oh, you yeah. know, a lot of sometimes I'll what? just try to stick a shell and see if I'm at two. In, yeah, in the if uh-huh. there's another one in there. Yeah, right. All the time I do that just yeah. to make sure. Because yeah. how many guess, times have you not you had glance. it? And uh-huh. you're mad at yourself. How did I not reload yeah. that thing? Uh huh. Which that that's not a make or break for me. It's kind of cool. Yeah. A little cool feature. It's a feature with the gauges you guys have. I don't know how much the portability make a significant difference, but if you're shooting probably three and a half inch, I'm saying that. Is that was that their reasoning behind it? Was, was just that? less kick. Um, it just says portable barrel helps to minimize recoil yeah. and muzzle jump, which that's nice. But like you said, twenty gauge, I'm not gonna have no muzzle you're jump not, anyways. You're not gonna mu- none. Pro- yeah. Harrison told me you probably won't even feel yourself shooting that thing. No. You'd be like a pellet gun. Probably he said it feels like a twenty-two, and a twenty is hardly nothing either. You know, mm-hmm. it's like it's weird because when you go from None of us shoot three and a halfs, but when we go from a three inch twelve gauge, and I go back, to, if I've been shooting my twenty for a while, and I go back to the you can, twelve, you're you like, can feel it significantly. Whoa! I'm just thinking like, the vol, the the amount of uh, the impact it has on your hearing. Too. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. know, or your dog. Uh huh. You know, mm-hmm. that's one thing I'm I'm hoping to benefit big from this year is if I shoot my twenty more, just not. You know, <laughs> have ear damage as much. I get so mean? mad at myself for I, not wearing. I cannot. I can't. Well, you guys have that wearing the Tetris. I mean, yeah, I have the Tetra, but um, I ain't gonna lie, dude. I didn't hardly wear it last year. Yeah. There was a few times I wish I did, and it's only in certain settings. I know you should wear hearing protection all the time, whether you're shooting solo or with somebody. But there was I didn't get muzzle blasted last year, but there was a few times I'm like, I hate it though. Like uh, if you too. if you're going to shoot ski, I'll wear earplugs, That's earmuffs different. all day long. Yeah, yeah. Like, I think when I you're hunting with less. other people, it's very uh, in close proximity. Like yes. say when we were in uh, Idaho, yes. right yes. on the river, we were 
Yes. Right next to each other. Yeah. yeah. You know, that's when I, I was think that's when I had probably the what? biggest impact on yeah. Me, yeah. Is something like that. Yeah. Yeah. But when you're maybe five yards apart or something and you and you're trying to talk, yeah. Like whisper but not be loud. You know what well, I mean? I will say those Tetras you could do that with. Yeah. They're incredible. That by far they are the best I've worn. It's just <clears throat> after about two hours, and that's the longest I've ever warmed where it didn't hurt, but after two about two hours, they do start kind of making your ear hurt a little bit. So you have something in your ear that feels foreign and you're not used yeah, to. Yeah, and it. it's just now I I that trip we went on a couple years ago at the Flywoods Collective. The second day I was wearing them, then I almost didn't even notice them anymore. So I think you just got to force yourself Some to wear them. adaptability to it. I think you just got to. It's like you're exercising your, mm-hmm. your ear that's it's pushing out, right? Mm-hmm. And, and it's not used to that. So it's actually working And I get so mad at myself because my ears are still ringing on and off all the time. I'm getting worse and worse, dude. I'm, See, that's I got not the, good. Uh, I know. You and don't have the, that? W- no. I don't know it, why I have that It's probably so the type of work you do, too, because you're around. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Well, dude, when I all get, the frequencies when I get the, off flying that Huey... Yeah, on the way home, I can hear it. Yeah, but so there's it's probably noises that are generated from that or effects on your ear that you don't even realize, right? Mm-hmm. They Sounds, said there is. Frequencies. Yeah, frequencies. The frequency of the transmission, they said on the helicopters, that high, he that said high you can't physically pitch, hear it, you can't he hear said, it. but it's it's ruining your ears. So what am I supposed to do about that? I can't wear those in there. I'm wearing a helmet. I'm wearing good earplugs, expensive headset. I'm like, okay, let me ask you guys this. Think about this for a second, if this doesn't make sense. Those Bose headsets right there are noise canceling, right? And I, I could be screaming at the top of my lungs. You put those things on and hit that button and turn that on. It, it's like poof, quiet, right? Have you ever worn anything noise canceling? No. I'll have to let you try those when we're done with this. You have. Mm-hmm. It's incredible, right? Mm-hmm. But the only thing separating the outside source of noise to your ear is this. Mm-hmm. It has nothing to do with noise canceling. Yeah. So the sound still. Whether it's a super high frequency, it's still got to be going to your ear. Correct me, right? If I'm wrong. If it's getting because that noise uh, canceling doesn't mean it's stopping the outside source. It, I think it's tricking your ear. But how could it block it? But that's what I'm saying. It has how, to be absorbed. Something has to be absorbed. Something has to absorb it. Absorbing See what I'm that that wave, right? Right. That just because it tricks your brain into not feeling. That how loud something is or a background noise. But that, I'm saying that, that that headphone has to be has to be absorbing it, right? Because if if it's not hitting it, unless it you're not gonna off. hear it. You're not gonna hear it, right? If 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 it penetrated, you would hear well, you think you would hear something. I think what the headphone does is make a seal around your ear. So then it I understand bounces that. off. But I'm saying the noise because look at put the headphones on without the noise canceling. Mm-hmm. You can you get these sounds, and they can still yeah. be pretty loud. Yeah. Even you're with saying, headphones on. You're saying it's, it's emitting some type of other frequency that's blocking it? Or you no. only hear that or don't hear No, the what other? I'm saying is put the headphones on, no noise canceling, right? Okay. okay. And and someone's and hear shooting a gun right here by your head. And it don't hurt your ears like, ah, like that, but it's like, whoa, that's loud. Then you click on the noise canceling, and it almost goes away. Does that mean that so changes not, the loudness? So you're saying it's not adding another dimension to the makeup or structure of the headphone, Right? right, something else is changing it where you don't hear it. Yeah, what is that? But I'm saying that outside source still has to be. It, it can only do what the headphones do, not the noise canceling. The noise canceling is not making it less. That's going. Does, am I making not making no, sense? No, you're not. I'm not making the, sense. A, a noise canceling headphone. We're like way off right how here. Does no, how, does get, how, how, how does that help? How does noise canceling? I work? am no pro, but if you look at noise canceling, I don't know if you got them, but. Usually there's a little thing on there. I don't know what it's called, 
but a, basically a thing that can like open and close in a, electronically, I believe. So it's opening so and when, closing so, something electronically. Yeah. Inside the headphones. So something in the headphones. But that doesn't mean there's more protection actually, on your ear. Actually changing. But it's got to be blocking it or letting it in. That's the only thing it's doing, right? It's like a door. But how can a little latch of what electrically he's saying make it? How am I not making sense? I got to change the way I'm saying this. Put the, these, okay, right here, we have these on, right? So me clapping my hands like that, however you hear that naturally without noise, uh, noise canceling right now yeah. is the loudness of it. Yeah. And there's still a little bit that's getting to your ear. Right now you hear is. Because you hear it, right? So it's still getting to you. So let's say if that was loud enough, it could damage your ears. You could still damage your ears with headphones on. Oh, totally. yeah, totally. Okay? okay, now you're with me. So... All of a sudden, you're saying you're trying to tell me that this little electrical thing can do this, and it sounds even more quiet. But the mount that's out here is still the same. The same, but it's not reaching. It's not, getting to it's your not ear. reaching your ear though. It's How? just like okay, it's like this. That door right there, right? Add, it doesn't add another. It's sill. like it's like opening and closing that door though. If there's a barrier between it, you can't go through it. There's no physical barrier though. But if something's yeah, opening but, and closing, but they're designed though. If it if the noise reaches a certain level to close. Yeah. So like that's like if so much water was coming in here, that door would automatically shut or something. You know what I mean? Like that's what they're designed to do. I can't explain how they do it, but that's what they do. I don't do. think though noise that's what's noise canceling though. That's a different feature, I think. Okay, on the Tetras when you wear them, you can hear real good and when the bang goes off, it has that layer right. extra layer of protection. Because it's at a certain frequency where it's, so it's Which, I guess that's so the basically same thing. it's designed yeah. That's weird though. Yeah. It's designed to that really protecting you frequency so. to close. Yeah. Cause, because yeah. if that's the case, then why is my ears still ringing? Because you have permanent damage to your probably. ears. Probably <laughs> no, but I mean, if I'm wearing all that and it wasn't ringing before I started flying, and now it is, why is that doing that? Well, it could be from other stuff. What Maybe. else? Could, I mean, you just have to stuff your ears with ear plugs, and you know. Anyways, what's that called? We brought that up because of the poor barrels and just getting gun muzz- muzzle fly. Huh? What's that ringing your ears called? Tinnitus. 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 Yeah. It really worries me. I guess it doesn't worry me enough to where I'm sitting wearing ear well, When you're laying in the bed with your eyes closed, you hear ringing. That's not good. I, I wouldn't uh, sleep. This don't help. You hear that noisemaker? Yeah, that being I right by it. your head at night. Noisemakers are stupid anyways. <laughs> I love it, dude. <laughs> I feel like asleep like a baby. <laughs> but I know we got off, like we got off topic. I, we brought the, I brought that up, though, just because I've been wondering that. And it was like, it's part of shooting guns. It's just like something you got to wear hearing protection. But I agree with you. When If we're out on the range or the skeet range, I for sure wear them. Yeah. I, every time we've done it, I always put them in. Because well, it seems is, louder out, the thing is, out there, yeah. right, than it does when you're hunting. It's a catch-22 because hunting, you want all your senses, right? Mm-hmm. You, don't go, you don't go turkey hunting with uh, a blindfold on. You don't want to go hunting with, with earmuffs on. You know what I mean? Like... No. You know what I mean? Especially it's a sense. It's one of your senses. You're hunting. You're trying to yeah, hunt use, something. Yeah, use your ears a lot. More you than know? you think, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. How many times have you heard a bird fly behind you or maybe a bird make one yeah. sound? Which, the, which <laughs> really the Tetris, Tetris do help you hear that stuff. There's no excuse really for Tetris. I'm Dude. talking about like earplugs or something yeah. like that. Yeah. Oh, for sure. It's not the same. Dude, I've, I've literally thought uh, Snow Goose was on top of my head. I'm not joking. Yeah. It was, Talon was with me when I was wearing them. Yeah. And... I, I flinched. It was sounding so close. I spun around and looked yeah. up, and Talon was like, what are you doing? And I looked at that snow. was like 150 yards up. Yeah. And I was like, holy moly. Yeah. So really, that's... Yeah, really I don't like hunting with have. anything over my ears. But... Uh, I don't either. They're in here. Like clothing but, or whatever, you know? Right, I mean, right. I don't like it. So... <laughs> 
I know. So, uh, I don't know if we finished yours. I haven't. Re- I don't have a lot to add to it for so mine. So you got a twenty. You got a. I got the twenty-eight gauge. Twenty-eight gauge. And I, again, I've been wanting that for a long time. Um, I would have got that actually before. I I would have bought it before my twenty twenty gauge. Because I'm a big Browning a Browning fan, Browning A5 specifically. Just the Ray's um, comb, comb right. Or is it? Uh, I always say comb. I say that oh, every time. Comb is I always on the say stock. the rib. It's not the comb. The rib. <laughs> I, I don't know why. Rib, I, I always say comb. Comb's a different part, but comb's the back rib. here over your Comb's at. on the stock. It is. I don't know why I always say that. Yeah. The rib um, is raised, and it's just. I remember the first time I held one. It's like, okay, this is perfect. It's, I don't have to lean my head over, and that's what you shouldn't have to do, right? So what I'm really surprised is that you guys purchased these guns, never holding one, never anything. I know. Side we kind of both. We, why know? do we do that? Do we talk each other it's into impulse. that? I mean, that's that's kind of weird. It's impulse well, buy. Nah, okay, what's impulse? Not, not really though. But what's an impulse buy? Because me and you both, I've one the problem gauge. is we can't to get. I guess you could have maybe so what captured to get you, one. Were you reading everything on Benelli? Like, oh yeah, this sounds like all these no. cool features. You know, I mean, but I don't Tony, know. So last year, Tony Vandemore put a video out on his Instagram holding that gun with the heavy twelve. At, it's three inch. Okay. So to have the fact that it's going to be a 20 gauge, three inch, 28 inch barrel. So it's Tony's I'll, fault. It's Tony's fault. We'll blame Tony. <laughs> <Nah>. Thanks, Tony. <laughs> but when I seen the gun with that combo of ammo, I was like, dude, that's nasty. That'll work, yeah. Because Harrison has, I believe he has the TriStar. Now, I can't remember. Does the M2 have three inch chamber for 20 gauge? I believe so. Because Harrison has an M2, is it, right? Is M2 oh, yeah, yeah. semi auto? And that's what he mainly uses. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's what I thought. Well, now his girlfriend, his girlfriend's using it all the time. So oh, he really? said, "I might have to find me a reason to get another one." <laughs> but um, the M two is a pump, though, isn't it? No, no, they haven't semi. The Nova. I think some people are probably going to be shocked that we bought those because I think they think we're just Browning, but that's not true. Because I mean, I have you the Franke, and that's Benelli makes that. Mm-hmm. Well, but, my, but, uh, but the gun before that was a Beretta. I had a Beretta. Right? So actually, I've had two Berettas. I lost the first one. Uh, a little tipsy, topsy turvy. Yeah. So. Well. Yeah. I I ain't gonna lie. I'm not a big Benelli fan. Like I I shot a I super like black Benelli's. eagle. Two or three? Which one? I think it was three when it first came out, and I or had jams three, I on think. me. Yeah, remember in Canada, and I had jams on literally the first show round Which, of shells. Um, I was not pretty very happy. That was not a good taste in my yeah. mouth. But that, but that's the same difference between Ford, Chevy, Dodge. Yeah. You, everybody, they all have right. problems. Yeah. Just pick what you want because you mm-hmm. know what? It's a shot in the dark. You might have a faulty motor and you might not. Mm-hmm. Who knows? So, so yeah, that's just the same thing. But um, yeah. So I got the twenty-eight gauge. I plan on. I you know, it's uh, shooting the heavy twelve with it. What I really wish is. We'd been able to, well, I would have been able to hold this gun next to a 20-gauge Super Black Eagle Mm. and see the difference. Mm -hmm. Because um, I believe the the Cordoba, from what I was watching, like I said, I'm no Benelli expert. It's literally my first Benelli gun. So from what I was watching, I'd see a lot of these guys shooting like doves with it. and that was kind of the mm. Cordoba's thing, right? Is handle thousands of rounds, high volume shooting type stuff. That's what they kind of their Cordoba was kind of branded with that. Not even really necessarily like a duck hunting gun. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? What well, what I seen it was a, actually they say it's a field gun. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, like a, a like pheasant and quail mm-hmm. and dove and all that. But I just seen something on here. That'll be something we can get him out, dude. Try <laughs> to go get a little quail hunt and that'll give us a little Ooh. chance. I just seen something on here that said that they have a 25 year warranty oh, yeah, yeah. on that stuff. 25? On the best? It right says, confident the treatment is impervious to the elements. Nelly is backing parts treated with the best thing with a 25 year warranty. Wow. I didn't know Sheesh. that. You can tell me and Thompson did <laughs> research. <laughs> I just wanted that gun. I knew I wanted a 28 gauge. Uh, Matt from Hyper Sportsman's was having issues with his um, his uh, TriStar, so he bought the Ethos uh, Super Sport. Super Sport. Yeah, and he said, oh, "Ties, you got this." Is the I gun. like the I like the sight on it when you throw it up. It looks yes, like it's, it reminds me a not the, the rib same is thing, raised, but it's, actually, it's more like the A5 where it you're is. looking right down it. You're not having to <laughs> drop your head to to see the yeah the bead. We totally lucked out on that. Really buying that in the blind, never holding one. Because mm-hmm. right when I threw it up, I was like, "Dude, thank you, Lord, this mm-hmm. fits just right." Because if yeah. it didn't, I'd be like, "Oh no." Yeah. Not that it'd be hard to sell a gun in this day and age right now, yeah, but literally. So I we're already almost at an hour, and I wouldn't mind going long because it's a good conversation. But I do got to go somewhere here in like ten minutes. Travis, tell us what um what your thoughts are, what you're gonna do possibly. Just tell me the whole. St- situation with what's going on with Talon and you so, and your gun, because you need a gun. At my Benelli, I had it for, what was the first year they made the uh, Vinci and was duck hunting. Couldn't hit the broadside of a barn one day, which, you know. That happens. It could happen. Mm-hmm. Um, but when I got home, my choke was gone. I was like, oh, no wonder, you know. So I, I screwed another choke tube in there, went out, hunted. Choke tube's gone. I'm like, oh, great. So after about three or four chokes, trying different things, I got Loctite and I stuck it in there and it locked it in. It stayed for over a year. I hunted and then boom, went out again. So bought another one, took it to a friend to see if there was something he could do to get it to permanently stay in there. And he basically attempted to weld it in, but it wouldn't hold a weld because I guess the metal's soft enough or whatever. Mm-hmm. So he took a punch and just punched the sides to try to... Put just little indentions in the in the tip yeah. of the barrel to hold that in there. Third shot, it was gone. Mm-hmm. So, so uh, was it that the barrels, the barrel was harder than the choke, so it wouldn't. I don't really know why. Do the, I'm not a welder. I don't know yeah, what, the, what the thing was. Why it wouldn't hold the bead. Um, but I didn't care because I always shot a modified. I didn't care if it was locked in permanently. At least I had a gun, right? Yeah. So, uh, was that guy a blacksmith or, or not? No, blacksmith. No. I mean, no, he's a mechanic. Uh, um, Help me out. Not a blacksmith. He wasn't a gunsmith. Well gunsmith. No, yes, thank you. No. Just somebody that worked a lot with metal and oh, different okay. things. Um, so Talon's in Alaska right now, and he talked to an individual who's with Benelli, and he basically told him to send it in, and they should be able to at least get me another barrel, hopefully. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm fine with it. I don't care what color yeah. barrel it is. As mm-hmm. long as I can replace yeah. my barrel. Um, I haven't had any significant issues with the gun. I like it. Mm-hmm. I've always liked it. Um, I bought basically my mom bought it for me, but mm-hmm. I, I seen it when I seen it. I was like, oh, I want that gun. Mm-hmm. Never held it mm-hmm. in anything. I just mm-hmm. and I, mm-hmm. I loved everything about it, um, and still like it. And I was just disappointed that I have a gun that I never could use again, mm-hmm. basically to duck hunt. But if I can get that, I don't care what color barrel it is, whatever, I'll get it seracoded, and um, mm-hmm. shoot it. I don't see why in the world they couldn't make that. I'm sure they have all that. That's what I was stuff. saying. Is that it? it now that's been. How many years? 10, 15 years that I had the gun? Yeah. Over 10. Um, 
do they they still make the Vinci, right? Yeah, I was looking at how they do make the Vinci. I don't know if they make just the Vinci or if it's just the Super Vinci they make now. Because mm. the only differences between those two is one's three and a half, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <clears throat> See, and that's what I was telling him. I was like, dude, I thought you looked on the... He, he's never even called Benelli about it or nothing. Mm. He's yeah. just like, oh, it's, it's over with. And yeah. I'm like, how can that be over with? And the reason I, I thought it was over is because they do sell barrels. Mm-hmm. But typically when you think of a barrel, what do you think of? You pull the barrel off, right? You have the barrel in your hand. Or the Vinci, the way they made it, it actually screws into the chamber. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I always thought that that was a solid, continuous piece built into the chamber. Mm. And that's where the serial number's on the gun, is on the, the chamber. So yeah. I'm thinking, okay, they're not going to continue a new mm. chamber with a different serial number because of all yeah. the federal limitations. Mm-hmm. But that barrel will actually screw off of there. Mm. Um, so hopefully I can get a barrel and screw it back in there. And well, oh, okay, so it so doesn't was, slide off. It doesn't slide. You got to unscrew no. it out of the receiver. Basically, do you not? Did you not know that? No, I never knew it came apart. Uh, I never yeah. knew it came apart. I thought it was designed mm. to be one solid machine to be mm. one solid continuous piece. Because mm-hmm. mm. typically, when you take a barrel off, you have the barrel in your hand, right? Yeah. What? What? Uh, what is that guy for? Who is he for Benelli? Do you know? Like, what's his title or what? What is he? Uh, he is the the sales. vice president of sales and. Wow, some region. Well, you didn't say what he was hunting. They're they're in Alaska grizzly hunting, right? He's the vice president of sales for Benelli. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow, that's the right guy. <laughs> well, so what did he tell Talon? Didn't he? Yeah, I don't know if I'm able to disclose it or whatever. But basically, he told Talon, Travis, what are you? What? Get like no, that? no, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> or well, I mean, this will come out after Talon's you? home. But anyways, so Talon, he told Talon, they're on a black bear hunt. <laughs> so funny. The guy shot a. Kodiak brown bear at, I think they said it was How 20. big was it? I think it was over nine foot. Shot it with a bow at 20-something some, some yards. Oh, thanks. What a rush. Yeah, at 20-something yards with a bow. Man. And then Talon was the packer, and he told Talon for a tip to pick out any super black eagle he wants, and he'll send it to him. Talon. So Talon's nice. like, yeah, I need a shock. Yeah. <laughs> so Talon's been well, without a shotgun. He said, do you want a check or do you want a gun? <laughs> Talon's all take a gun. <laughs> yeah, dude. That's awesome. So that's pretty sweet. Yeah, Talon's. How about you, Stoke? Talon's pretty, pretty stoked, cool. Yeah. Does he? He's probably so he'll probably get a twelve, huh? No, he's gonna go with the twenty gauge. He's gonna go with the twenty gauge. He's been shooting. The, yeah, he's twenty. He likes right? my twenty gauge. Yeah, yeah. The twenty gauge I bought him as a kid. Yeah, he's been shooting. Huh. He likes twenty. He's been shooting. That's that for, cool. That's what he said. I think he wants the Optifade with the Patriot bronze. I didn't even know they circle. had all that. No. Yeah, it's kind of like customizable in a certain sense. You can pick different finishes cool. and different things. That's sweet, dude. That's that's cool. Yeah, I'm happy for him. That's really cool. Yeah, because he's he's know. always just kind of dealt with what he's got and just goes Yeah, he it, shot that Nova for years, and then he, uh, when he would shoot a 12-gauge, he would shoot just an 870, you know, mm-hmm. pump 870. But he's always liked that that Nova. Well, he, and he shoots better with it. He shoots way better with the yeah. 20. Mm-hmm. All the time. I mean, whenever I go with him. That's cool. Oh, he's pretty jacked. That's super cool, man. <laughs> that, that was awesome. <laughs> that worked out. Yeah. So was the uh, was that guy? Um, I guess you said he was already there for a bear hunt, right? Yeah, oh, archery. Was, w- archery. And Talon was the packer, and there was just another guide, or there's the main guide, and then Talon, and then Talon's the packer. Okay. Yeah, was, so did he have another hunter with him, or is it just him? It was Talon, the guide, and the hunter. 
He uh, and that was a totally different guy than he usually works for, right? He's been in Alaska before for for uh, vast Alaska for cash, but right. He never he's never packed for this particular guy, right? Because the guy cashed through the, the through a bone and said, "Hey, this this guy will come pack for you, right?" They needed a packer, and that's how Talon got over for this other outfit, right? Well, I don't know how. Well, Barney's been there, and they and they started out working for the vast Alaska. No, I know, right? but or this what? is a totally different outfitter, though. Supposedly, no, it's the same outfitter. I think I was told it was a. As far as I know, it's it's through Vast Alaska. Yeah, no, it's through Vast Alaska. Yeah. Okay, but who's Cash then? He's his own outfit. Cash is the the main the main the guy that owns Vast Alaska. As far as I know. Hmm. Okay. I thought it was unless I heard one. something. Unless there's something different. Well, I you're the dad. Heard. You would know better than anybody. I, I just don't know. Thought. But I always I always like lose stuff in translation, I, right? I mean, I don't know. Yeah. But I guess that they completed the first bear hunt. Okay, and then, Cash is the big dog. He owns Vast Alaska. Yeah, Vast owns, Alaska. Yeah, and um, um, so this is just another guide. Is all he was another the guy, guide. The guy, yeah, uh, one of his guys, Cash's guys. Yeah. Okay, man. Why did I? As far as I know, that's not okay. I tell you where I heard this from. It was either Barney or Johnny told me. Maybe so. And I thought they said that was a different outfitter. It could be. I don't know. It was Barney. It was a little Barney that said that. Yeah, I'm not sure. Huh. Because yeah. I thought all his guides, I thought Talon didn't know this guide or none of, you know, the actual guide. I didn't think he even knew him. Okay, maybe not. I don't know. I, You're I, probably right. But it worked I out. I think it was in a Marco Polo, wasn't it? Oh, in I the know. group I or something? I, I didn't get through all of them. Mm. I don't know. What do I know? It was weird because all of a sudden it's like th- there was no Marcos and all of a sudden there was 25. I was right. like, what? That's cool, though. <laughs> That's cool. Got yeah. some service, man. Yeah. You just look at this when you're watching those Margos and you see just the the vastness of oh the my country. Goodness, I'm I like, know. man. Well, that's some big news that I don't. I don't even know if I told you, but I'm. I think I'm going with them to Alaska. And Thomas, and my dad. Oh, sweet. That'll be awesome. Yeah, which I would never would have been able to do that without this job. So it kind of worked out maybe because I was like, I was honestly a little. <laughs> I was like almost heartbroken because I wanted to go to Alaska uh-huh. my whole life. So you've never dad, been to Alaska. I never you'd been, been to Alaska. No. My dad would live there for a little while, worked and stuff, and he's always, since I was a kid, it's like, I want to go back one day. Yeah. I loved Alaska. So I'm like always imagining, see the picture, I'm like, this place is, I want to have that feeling of almost like that helplessness, to see what that feels like. Just the vastness You're so far out there, you're like, there's no help. The closest road 600 miles away. Like, okay. (laughs) So I was kind of like mad and hurt at the same time. We're We're not in Kansas anymore, Toto. I was like, dude, I'm never going to be able to do that with the job I was in, with this job. Plan on doing it, and then the fact that my dad's sixty six, which he's in very good shape for his age, but you know the, he is getting older, and he says that too. It's like, man, I want to do this us three. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it'll be a special time, you know. Yeah, it'd be cool. But anyways, that's the, maybe that'll be different. Now are you podcast, gonna hunt? Yeah, okay. caribou. Is that is that all we're doing? Right, mm-hmm. it's just caribou. Yeah. Can you shoot? A, can you shoot a wolf if you see one? Yes. Sweet. Yeah. Do we, how much is the tax? Like fifty bucks or something for a wolf? Mm. Uh, I don't. I can't honestly. But we got It's either that or less. Like okay. it's it's super cheap. It's nothing. Yeah. How often does he? Did <laughs> you better he take say, a predator call. That'd be cool. Did he say how often? Dude, you still calling a bear, especially because I'm taking <laughs> my t- taking my gun. You know what I mean? So like, you can reach out and text. I can dude, reach out and touch something. Imagine yeah. the pictures I can get over there. Mm-hmm. The video. Like, which, I'd rather almost shoot a wolf than a caribou. Which I, think, I would too. I think. Uh, I would too. It will be a fight. Well, if we see when it's all about who sees it first, <laughs> I'll tell him to run up there with his bow. <laughs> Go get it with your bow. Yeah. Boom. No. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm as of right now, I'm taking my gun. I think my dad's taking his bow. 
I'm not sure what Tyus can take yet. He can take I'm going to take gun. my bow, but I'm more likely I'm going to use this gun. He said I can use his gun because, but I do need to shoot. I'll buy ammo. Yeah. A couple boxes just to like do it the how or before we go. But I don't want to come back skunked. And it's a 90 what percent chance? It's like 97 or 8 percent. You're going to get one. But well, just the opportunity with the bow, to try to stock something though yeah. with a bow, you know? Yes. <clears throat> like if it's on day one or two or three, but I'm not going to like if they're tagged. I'm not. Just, I'm not gonna sit there. And or if you see some massive bull that you yeah. can't. Everything, yes. Everything's gonna be in velvet, so it's not gonna be hard horn. Yeah. It's gonna be in velvet. There's gonna be Which animals like crazy? You think it'd be easier to stock them in velvet? I know with deer, deer like totally different velvet. But, yeah. We're gonna, as far as I can understand, though, we're gonna be in the tundra, so, so there's open. like no cover. So you're gonna basically have to use topography to try to give. I know you're you gonna know have to use like have the pictures or stuff you can go see kind of what it's gonna look like because I thought we were gonna they're be at a lake their Instagram I thought we were gonna be like on a lake kind of well that's yeah I'm we'll assuming there be trees to, to a lake mm-hmm. yeah. but I mean I, their Instagram has a lot of pictures on it um, I, I, you if that's put, the case and their website they have if that's the case then I ain't wasting time bringing a bow because not that you can't do that I've watched Crispy I've uh-huh. watched people do it but it's just kind of like mm. yeah I don't know. They are kind of dumb sometimes, though. They pr- never I mean, know. Be, they might not have ever seen so here's another the thing, human right? before. Take your bow and you have it just yeah. in case the opportunity arises. Yeah. And if not, what have you lost? Yeah, nothing. Nothing. What, what are you going to be more picky since you got a rifle? Like in your mind, kind of like you're not going to just go out the gate. Uh, well, I mean, you're there for up to ten days. Are you studying what to look for? As far as I'm not yet. I have we have type of like a year and a half and okay. left. So you gotta watch. So I I I will be, but from talking to her, um, I guess so. We're going at the end of August, the last week of August, and I believe we're. Oh man, I don't want to mess this Mosquitoes up. Mosquitoes are there, gonna be horrible. There's the northern, there's the northern and southern Brooks Range, and I I can't remember, but one of them is harder to get a tag for. Okay, we're going to the to the easier one to get a tag for, right? Yeah, because the other one is like later in the season. It's like September. Okay, and they're hard horn, and I guess more times than not they're bigger because when we're going, they're still in velvet, so their horns are still growing. So they start hunting caribou like I think it's like the first week of August, but their horns are a lot smaller. So she said, literally. Two weeks makes a massive difference mm. in horn size. Mm. And I'm like, really? And she says, absolutely. And she's like, go to the Instagram and look at the size bulls they're shooting when I post them in early August versus, versus l- wow. early September. So ours are going to be way smaller than they would be in two weeks from... She, uh, she says they'll be a better size, but they'll still be in velvet. Mm. So like the, tr- like That's fine. the trophy... That was actually beautiful if you can preserve it. Yeah. They're, um, I don't remember how late the season runs into, but like basically those the trophy times and all that is like early September, like the first, maybe second week of September. Boy. And we're going the last, the very end of August. Of August. So they should be good, better size, you know? Yeah. They're not going to be no little dink thing, but. Mm. Well, that's what I'm saying. If you're going to hold out, and you got a rifle, you got the range. If the first couple of days we see a group, why not make a stock with a bow? Yeah, what can you lose? Yeah. And then after that, like knowing me how I am, I'll be like by day three or four, I'll be like, okay, I'll just pull the trigger on something. I just wanted to at least give it a shot. Mm-hmm. 
But anyways, I got to get off here and uh, we got stuff we got to do. But uh, thanks for listening, guys. Thanks for all the rating and reviews. Don't forget to keep doing it. If this is the first time you heard it, share it around. And we'll see you guys in the next one. We're excited to score, baby! Woo!